0: This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story, regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey... We do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit announcements you guys patreon has a new tier called the high priestess and on top of getting all the content and perks that you do from the crone tier you are also going to get two free tarot and oracle card readings per month or a mediumship read And you also get discounts on merch, which is fabulous because the true crime merch line is dropping June 1st. I was inspired to do that because of the true crime and witchcraft segment that I started on Patreon, which I'm actually loving so much that I don't think it's going to be a monthly thing. I think I'm going to do it weekly or bi-weekly because there are so many stories and it is so fucking fun to do. There's a lot of stuff coming to Patreon this month. I am going to be having Father Woda on, who has been on the podcast in the past, but he's going to come on Patreon and talk about holidays that have been taken over by Christians as their holidays, but are actually based in pagan holidays. And we're going to talk about what the actual originations are, what kinds of things they did at those festivals. It's going to be amazing. I have so many other guests that are going to be coming on and joining and doing histories in witchcraft. We are going to be doing Baba Yaga as the dark goddess for this month and educating on her. So it's just going to be amazing. You guys can sign up to Patreon with the link in the description below. And then, of course, please follow my social medias. You guys are going to get access to see what is coming with the True Crime merch line. We took some photos at my birthday yesterday that were murder-themed. They're fantastic and will be coming out soon for you guys. So follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Gemini underscore goddess 420. You can also follow me on Facebook if you would like. It is Diana Ratliff. And this week's guest, we are talking with a dream interpreter. I had you guys send me over questions, and this is the first episode I've ever done where I have pre-written questions for my guest it was amazing we are going to have him back i'm actually going to be taking his dream interpreting class which i will link in the description below for you guys in case you would like to sign up and i'm just so excited so without further ado here is tarak hello hey how's
1: it going
0: good how are you doing doing well wonderful I'm so glad that I get to talk to you. I just messaged you. I've been so excited about this interview with you.
1: Me too. Me too. I've really been excited about this one.
0: How do I pronounce your name?
1: Uh, Tarak Uday.
0: So you're a dream interpreter. Yeah. I love that. How did you get into dream interpreting?
1: Yeah. uh, Dream interpreting. uh, I've been... uh, trying to figure out my dreams my whole life just because I've always had these like epic insanely crazy dreams and I've always just you know intuitively felt that there was a meaning to them and so I've I've studied almost every kind of book that there is on dream interpretation and never really got any clear answers you know it it was always kind of like okay this little piece here kind of makes sense to that and I can maybe try to connect this, but, you know, to kind of derive a message, but it doesn't really click for what I was actually going through. Um, you know, it's kind of like trying to put together a, 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 puzzle with, you know, pieces from eight different puzzles, you know, yeah. it's kind of how it felt. <laughs> but, um, then I found a, a friend of mine, su- uh, suggested I go check out this place called the school of metaphysics. So, um, I'd been studying metaphysics for a couple of years at that point. And, um, it was like a uh, twenty-five or twenty-six, and so I, you know, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll check it out, see what, see what they have to offer. And uh, called up the guy, went over there, and sat down, had some tea, and was talking with him. And uh, one of my best friends now, uh, Jesse Reese. And when I first uh, sat down talking with him, we were having a, it was it was an amazing conversation because it was like the first time in my life I could talk about metaphysical things to someone who understood as much and. Um, some subjects plenty of subjects more than I knew mm-hmm. and uh whereas before it was usually like um you know up, up until that point I would never even met anybody who had ever heard the word of Akashic records you know and so um it was fascinating to experience and then he mentioned oh yeah we also teach dream interpretation I'm like oh, okay cool let's let, let's hear it you know I just figured it'd be the same kind of little you know google search or you know the same typical kind of dream dictionary kind of thing and i tell him my dream that i had last night and he just proceeds to tell me exactly like um, almost verbatim if you could uh what was going on like mentally and emotionally in my last like couple of days like where my where i was at mentally you know and and my whole state of mind currently and i was just shocked i was like oh my god i okay hold on here's here's a dream from the night before that <laughs> and, <laughs> and i mean he just perceived like everything was just and it was like so nonchalant he's like oh yeah this means that that means this this means that blah 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 and i'm like holy shit. and since then i you know i studied rigorously with the dream interpretation i mean i would i would stay till like one two in the morning just going over every dream trying to understand and learn and understand the language that it's in and everything and since then i've i have i've had the same experience with other people it be a Complete stranger, you know. Hey, my friend told me to reach out to you. I had this dream, and then they'll just be like, "Oh my god, how do you know so much about me?" And I'm like, "I don't know anything about you. I just understand the language."
0: Yeah. Okay. That goes into <laughs> some of my questions. Do you mind if I ask? Yeah.
1: yeah ask whatever okay. you want.
0: Like. I had um, some listeners message me. I, I told everybody that I was going to have you on, and I asked them to send me questions. So yeah. I I have so many. Okay. Um, first of all, why do you think that we dream?
1: Uh, okay. So I guess to, to answer that the most accurately, I would just have to kind of describe real quick what dreams are, what the dream whole dream experience is. Um, so when we go to sleep at night, you know, our consciousness never sleeps. It's our physical body that needs the rest. And so when we go to sleep at night, our consciousness shifts from the physical body into your astral body and so when you're dreaming really you're just moving around in the astral realm that uses you know your astral body your soul uses your subconscious mind your physical body uses your conscious mind and so you're moving around just looking at all of the different thoughts within your uh, subconscious mind because our thoughts are images you know if you really think about things you'll see that it's an image like Mm -hmm. if i asked you to you know Tell me what you're, you know, think of a balloon, you know, you can probably say what color it was because you thought it, an image in your mind. So when you dream, you're just looking at all of these thoughts and images. Now, why we dream is very indicative of the whole like energy, recycling energy and rejuvenation. So when we go to sleep, we are trying to rejuvenate and revitalize our bodies uh, for the next day because we've spent out a bunch of energy throughout the day. So the way that, you know, you're going through these experiences, you're expelling energy from your physical body to have these experiences. Well, when you go to sleep at night, the way that you recycle that energy back in is through the understandings gained from those experiences, through the learning of the life lessons from those experiences. That's the energy that you're feeding back into your soul, you know, because your soul will store that wisdom for the rest of this life. And. Future lives. So that's kind of how you recycle that energy back in. So the better that you are at doing that, then the more refreshed and revitalized you will be when you wake up. You know, I know, I know probably every one of your listeners can remember at least, at the very least, one night or probably plenty where we woke up after, you know, eight or even 10 hours of sleep, but still felt, you know, drained and tired and mm-hmm. need to go back to sleep, you know, even though we had a ton of sleep. So that's just indicative of, of not not being that uh not having done that uh assimilation process uh very well that night that particular night
0: that makes sense there was a um native american um chief who i i saw a video and he said that someone asked him why there are nights when you have re- restless sleep and you can't sleep when you have too much on your mind and he said um, because your spirit is too tired, you're trying to have your soul go and find too many answers. And um, you're, you're trying to, what, that's what he said, you're trying to find too many answers. Whereas if you just give your spirit one purpose before you go to sleep and say, this is the um, thing that I need an answer on, you'll wake up feeling refreshed because you gave yourself some peace to take time and to portion things out.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's, that, that's great, because that's kind of uh, along the lines of the same kind of suggestion I give to people when they can't really uh, fall asleep, or they're, you know, having some insomnia or something is to kind of uh, journal down what's on their mind, you know, and, and kind of empty out the conscious mind of all your thoughts. And then, and then at the end of that, formulate a question, like sum all of that up into one question that you would like answered, and then go to sleep.
0: Yes. And I I got the advice one time, um, about journaling before going to sleep. I love that you said that. And then also when you're journaling, um, asking yourself to write down the things that you actually have control over and the things that you're just stressing about. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, and yeah. the things that you don't have control over, like, for instance, like, let's say you're getting kicked out of your house and you need to find a new home. Yeah. That's a huge stress. But then writing down next to it, am I putting the steps in to find a new house? Yeah, I mm-hmm. am. Okay. So yeah. I'm already putting the energy out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, okay. Someone else said, how can you tell the difference between astral projection and wild adventurous dreams?
1: well there is no there is no difference that's like uh saying how can you tell the difference between the left side of a glass or the right side of a glass you know the glass is round what's left what's right (laughs) uh but i say that because you know astral so i explained what dreams are astral projection is the exact same thing moving your consciousness from your physical body to your astral body and then moving about either the physical realm or astral realm or even deeper you know into the into the mind so the only difference is your perspective of it. You know, if I'm sitting on one side of a glass and you're sitting on the other, I may call the left side what you're calling the right side, and you may call the right side what I'm calling the left side. So your, the difference between astral projection and wild, you know, lucid dreaming is really just your awareness of the leaving the body and coming back to the body. You know, when when you're aware of when you're leaving the body and come back to the body, most people call that astral projection. When you're already gone and then you and then you gain awareness that you're outside of your body you know most people call that lucid dreaming
0: oh okay i never understood that difference either i would never even yeah. have thought to have that distinction
1: yeah yeah cuz i mean when you become lucid you can do all the same things that you know most people who regularly practice astral projection can do you know you could you could come back to your physical body and look at yourself sleeping um, you can go to the Akashic Records. You can do some remote viewing type things. You can go meet up with a friend and meditate on top of the pyramids of Giza, whatever whatever you, you would like.
0: Yes, that's the kind of friendship I want. <laughs> yeah. um, why do some remember? Why do we remember some of our dreams and then we don't
1: remember other dreams? So it just comes down to awareness. Uh, how how strong your level of awareness is with your dreams. Um, you know, the, it's kind of like when you're dreaming, how come sometimes you remember your waking life and sometimes most of the time you don't, you know, it's just the level of awareness. So for me, like when I first started writing, actually writing down my dreams, you know, at first I'd have, you know, my very first dream, I had, uh, like a, 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 one paragraph and then within a week I was like filling up a half page and within, you know, a month I was doing multiple pages well, it, at the court, I think it was about two months in when I was writing down like 10, 11 dreams a night. And then finally, a, a one dream happened where I remembered the entire dream sequence the whole night through. Wow. And it was, and yeah, it was the same as the other, not the night before where I had 10 dreams, but I was able, like, I would be at the park doing all of this stuff. And then I would drive to the hospital. And so I would, I just wasn't remembering the point where I got into the car, drove over to the hospital for 10 seconds. And then there's the hospital. Now I'm at the hospital doing all these crazy things going on. And then all of a sudden I leave the hospital and walk a block over and I'm at my grandmother's house. You know, I, I was, I got into a level of awareness where I was remembering the small sequences that was connecting those, those together. And so for some, the, the main thing as far as awareness is really, um, you know, because dreams are a reflection of your, your waking consciousness. So how aware are you during the day? You know, how, how present are you during the day or how much are you stuck in your thoughts or, you know, in the past or in the future, you know, how present and aware are you of what's going on right now? The more, the more lucid that you become of your, of your present experience, then your dreams will reflect that. The more awareness you'll have of your dreams, the more lucid you'll become. And, and also along with the desire, you know, some some of us kind of block out unconsciously our dreams. A lot of times because, you know, when we were kids, we'd have a nightmare. We'd go into our parents' room and they'd tell us, oh, it's just, it's just a dream. Don't worry about it. And so as kind of a safety mechanism, we would, you know, kind of shut them out. Oh, so that no, makes
0: sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so kind of addressing that will help also.
0: Cool. Well, I'm going to get back to more questions later, but I would really love to learn about you. And, um, were you, were you raised with any kind of like spirituality Were the people around you open to things like this? How, how was your childhood?
1: (laughs) Um, the, the only spirituality, uh, my childhood was surrounded with was, uh, evangelical Christians, um, which, you know, it has its own values and things. And, I really appreciate it, honestly, because of um, like now, (laughs) at this this point of where I'm at, just because uh, um, really how much in depth I've had to study the Bible. And then through understanding this language that our dreams are in, because – because it's the language of, of our minds. So, yes, you can interpret dreams this way, but you can also, you know, interpret your life this way. You can interpret stories, different stories and movies this way. All the holy scriptures can also be interpreted this way. And so uh, that's main, the main value that I have for being raised that way is, you know, I was forced to read the Bible, like, cover to cover three different times. and But now I can see exactly what everything's talking about, like like the book of Revelations. I've read like 15 different times on my own, even just really like wondering, like, there has to be some meaning to this. What in the world does all this nonsense really mean? Yeah. But now it's very clear and very evident you know the seven churches are the seven levels of mind the seven candlesticks are the seven chakras the seven seals are the seven doorways into those levels of mind you know it's it's all very evident you know the dragon represents the evolved ego and i mean you could go on and on uh depicting all of it (laughs) and so um it really helped it also really helps me to be able to communicate with um people who have like a strong christian uh faith Mm -hmm. in a a way that they can accept what i'm trying to share you know instead of like i like when i first got into this it was very combative type conversations and now i can you know actually teach them different things that you know like if they want to combat something i'm saying then i can just come to a scripture like well here's the bible saying the exact same thing just in these words you know to where they can then accept what i'm saying to then better and strengthen their own you know spiritual practice however they perceive it
0: now what kind of pushback do you get from people regarding you know them having a strong religion and then you doing do you do different spiritual work other than dream interpretation that's just your specialty
1: oh yeah yeah i mean i do i do a lot of different work i just focus on dream interpretation because i see our dreams as the number one tool by far for self-awareness and and spiritual growth and Uh, progression um, just because it's a a daily lesson every single day of what's going on present moment with your, with yourself, you know, coming directly from yourself, not coming from somebody else. You know, when I interpret people's dreams, I try to make sure they know, you know, this isn't me telling you this, this is yourself, you know? And so I do focus on that, but yeah, I have a lot of other plenty of other different practices um, and and spiritual disciplines and exercises that I kind of utilize. Mostly I just try to, identify um where someone like really it's just consultations essentially um and i just try to help people to you know overcome the things that they're kind of dealing with or obstacles that they're facing or a lot of it is either you know manifestation understanding how to manifest things in their life and so a lot of it will just be different um principles and concepts and exercises for them to you know conduct experiments for themselves just to become more aware of how they're kind of maybe keeping themselves from attaining what they're wanting or, um, becoming, you know, the individual that they're wanting to become building different qualities and things, um, overcoming, you know, past trauma. Um, it comes up a lot, uh, with a lot of people. So different, uh, breathing techniques that will help with that. Um, different types of, uh, like active meditations. I'm more of the, when I, I, um, help people to understand meditation and give them meditation practices. I mostly try to focus on more active meditations than you're just typical, just, you know, sitting there and um, trying to steal your mind just because one, most people have a, a hard time doing that because uh, mm-hmm. of the level of concentration. Um, and also an, another is, you know, most people probably had their own experience with that and, you know, weren't able to stick with it long enough to see any, you know, very you know, major results from it. So it's a little trying. So, you know, the nature of our mind is motion. So I try to give them a little bit of motion along with that in order to kind of a- allow the meditation to actually have an effect because, you know, meditating isn't really an activity. It's more, you know, a state of being, you know, like something can resonate in meditation right. versus an activity.
0: And I feel like you're giving them tools to be able to not just have um a healing moment with this one area but you're actually giving them tools to be able to help them up for self-healing moving forward and for self-discovery and i think that that is huge to offer to exactly
1: people. exactly yeah i mean that's my that's my biggest thing like every mentee as soon as they come to the door two things i tell them one is you know don't believe anything i tell you ever that you've ever heard me say or from here on you know but i will help you to find have different practices to implement to where you can create an experiment for yourself to, to, to where you'll have an experience to the, then know whether something is true or know whether I'm bullshitting or not, you know, because the difference between believing and knowing is experience. So, you know, I want people to know things that are true. I don't want people to believe me. I mean, I don't, I don't care if anybody believes me or doesn't believe me because it doesn't you know, matter to me because I already know what's true for myself and what isn't. And the things that I don't know, I'm still continuing to discover through my own experiences. But uh, the second thing I tell them is, you know, if, if you're still a mentee of mine a year from now, you know, either one of us or both of us have failed because my whole goal is to help people to learn how to become their own teacher, how to become their own mentor, you know, how to discover for themselves what areas they need to focus on and have the proper tools to then uh, uh, handle it and attack it and overcome it.
0: I think that that's really um, a beautiful way to approach what you do for other people and and to be able to help them in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, What made you want to do this kind of work? And how did you even get into this? How did we go from evangelical Christianity to to doing spiritual work? I want to know.
1: Well, um, it all started one day. I was, uh, I was like 22, 23. I was going to, um, I was playing, uh, semi-pro football. I was going to, uh, university of Cincinnati and I had two jobs. And so I was always doing something. And then one day it was like in the summer of 2011, 2012, I, um, I had a day where I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have a, a job to go to. I didn't have a class to go to. And I didn't have anything to do with football that day. And it was the first time in a long time. And so I was like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to you know, get this laundry done. I'm going to run these errands. I'm going to go play some basketball. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then next thing I know, you know, the sun's already set and I'm looking out my window it's dark. And I hadn't done any of those things just because I didn't have the energy to do it. And I was like, Oh my God, you know what? I want to understand more about energy. You know, I'm, I'm like going, taking all these classes and stuff. And I'm like, what I really want to learn and study right now is energy, like how to cultivate more energy. And mm-hmm. so I remember when I was a kid, my dad used to teach me a uh, Qigong and, uh, or Tai Chi, uh, Tai Chi and judo. So I give him a call and asked him uh, about qi energy. And he was like, well, look, son here, just go and Google Qigong and see where you go from there. And so I got up from my, you know, got up from my couch, went over to my computer. It was, you know, we, our smartphones weren't really that smart back then. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got on the computer and started Googling about Qigong and reading all this different stuff and watching these videos. And then that led me to chakras. And so then I started doing about chakras. And then, then I randomly met this girl who I only actually saw two times and uh, well, two times after we met the first time she gave me these crystals. And she was like, You I feel like you need these crystals here. And she put them in a baggie. And, you know, we hung out and then she left. And As soon as she left, I went and threw them in the back of my closet in the back. I was like, this is devil shit. You know, I need to <laughs> put this way back here. But I didn't I didn't throw them away because somehow I knew like there might be something to this, but you know, I don't want this hocus pocus stuff in here. Those so I spiritual put it in the girls very... <laughs> always
0: giving out their devil magic. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then and then the second time we hung out she gave me this book and I let my cousin borrow this book later and he doesn't even remember. He can't find it. I don't remember the title. I've tried to search for this book forever. This book uh, apparently doesn't exist, <laughs> oh. but um, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've looked and looked, I can't find it again, but uh, essentially there were three parts to this book. The first part was talking about um, uh, the story of Jesus in between uh, when he left to Egypt and then when he came back and was teaching, it was talking about how, you know, he was in Egypt in a mystery school, studying and things, which I've, you know, learned about through other sources as well, uh, since then, but this is my first introduction to that. And I was like, okay, that's kind of, you know, might be true. Might not. I don't know. Well, then the next part of the book was talking about how he used his hand chakras in order to heal people. And I talked tall specific exercises to open your hand chakras and then use those to heal mm-hmm. and i found that fascinating because for the previous two years i had like this serious heart condition that um was like 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 it started out i was sitting with some friends we were smoking some weed at my friend's house. And all of a sudden, like, it felt like my heart was like a sponge and just got completely wrung out. And I thought I was about to die in that moment. But I thought maybe it was just the weed. I don't know. That's <laughs> so good. Uh,
0: weed.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I could feel it just ringing out and everything getting very tight in my chest. And then all of a sudden, boom, it like exploded again. and started pumping and um, and that happened. And then every like like a month later, it happened again. And then, like every two weeks, it wasn't as severe as those first two times, but ever like it, it was getting more and more rapid to where, up until the point, you know, to fast forward to two years, this present date where I get this book, um, it was happening like almost every day, and there was at least one point in the day where you know I maybe sit with my friends, and all of a sudden I kind of go inside because I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to die in this moment on my friend's couch <laughs> or in my friend's car. And, um, or while I'm driving. And, uh, so that was kind of going on for two years. Well, a year after that started and a, and a year since for the previous year, I had like this growth growing on the back of my head and it was getting bigger and bigger every day until it was like the size of a, a dime, a little bit bigger than a dime. It was pretty big. I didn't know what it was and I didn't know what was going on. Um, but it was like at the base of my skull, it's like, i like on like the brainstem area. And, um, and so I was like, okay, if this book is true, let's put it to the test and find out. And let me do the exercise. It says to open up my hand chakras. And then you, you know, you open up your hand chakras and you open up your heart chakra and then you place your hand on whatever you want and heal it. So I never even did anything with my heart. I only did it with the growth. This thing had been getting bigger and bigger for, for 12 months. Uh, maybe a little more, a little less, maybe 11 or 13, more. but it was pretty much a year. It'd been going on. Within 30 days, it was completely gone, and that was you know 11, 10, 11 years ago, and I've never it's never come back since. Um, and and through that process, I never did anything with my heart, but I think through opening up the heart chakra, because that's where you're, you're releasing your healing energy by doing that. for the book said, which I've I've come to experience. Um, it also cleared up everything with my heart completely. So then I was like, oh shit, this book knows exactly like it, it's it's real i created experience experience for myself to then know that that is legit you know versus i didn't have to believe the book anymore or not believe it
0: right and then you figured it out for you
1: yeah and so that after that once that happened that's when everything took off like my life 24 7 was all about studying some sort of metaphysical thing where i'd be reading a book and there'd be two or three things in that book that would branch off into other studies. And I would order more books on those concepts that was waiting for me for after I got done with that book or, you know, found different videos to watch and study on, you know, numerology, um, alkaline foods and water and um, a- astrology. I mean, I kind of been known about astrology because for the last couple years, like four years, a friend of mine uh, really broke that down to me. So I was studying that for a little while longer, but this was like, Like, I mean, I'd be I'd be working a double at at work and only have like a 30 minute break during that 30 minutes while I'm eating my lunch. I'm still like reading this book or, you know, while I'm at work, I'm practicing these different breathing techniques or um, other techniques or, you know, sun gazing. Um, That was a whole nother thing where during this time of, of like intense study, I'm leaving out of the house to go to the store and I turn the corner and boom, the sun's just right there and I'm just stuck like like magnetically locked looking at it for i mean it seemed like 10 20 minutes it was probably like 30 seconds and so i instead of going into the store i turned around and ran home and looked that up like looking at the sun like is this a thing that people do because the it was very transformational experience that i had um like this Mm. this butterfly was like the sun turned into this butterfly and was flapping its wings it was wild um so it was very transformational for me and then found out that that was a thing so then i started sun gazing every day um for 10 20 seconds up to five minutes and then to You know within two weeks for 15 to 20 minutes every day what (laughs) is sun
0: gazing because they say you're not supposed to look at the sun
1: well i mean yeah you're not if um if you're not used to looking at it you definitely don't want to look at it uh when you know you're it's at the peak uh you know high noon or anything like that but within um if you're looking at it uh within an hour of sunrise or sunset then it's near the horizon so you know we all know that the ozone layer kind of protects us from the uv rays Mm -hmm. well due to the curvature of the earth uh you know uh, allegedly (laughs) um there is when the sun's at the horizon it's going through more of the ozone layer than when it's at the peak just because of the way that you know curves work and so it at the uv rays are actually less than one within the first hour. So it's actually safe, you know, to look at, but you know, to each their own and do at your own risk. I don't know if it's safe for anybody else to look at, <laughs> but I know for a fact that it's safe for me to look at. So, um, and I'll look at it for, you know, 30, 40 minutes and be completely fine. You know, my friends, when I first started, my friends told me I'd go blind, but here we are 10 years later, I still do it all the time. And uh, I'm not, I'm, I can see, I can see 2010 vision. So I <laughs> am better than average <laughs> sight. But um, the main thing with it is all of our energy originates as solar energy, whether the water that you drink or the food that you eat, either that, either if you're eating meat, that meat ate a plant that ate the sun. If you're eating plants and vegetables, those plants eat the sun. And sun gazing is a way that you can get that solar energy directly versus secondarily or tertiarily. Um, So you kind of get gain the nutrients and energy and the, the prana within the sun within the vitality gobules within uh within the sun rays.
0: Well shit. I'm gonna have to research this (laughs) because I just feel like you know what they told us not to look at the sun because we are gonna get too much power and energy off of it. And they're trying to keep us small. Exactly.
1: There's a reason they tell tell you don't look at the sun. (laughs) Because I mean that's just like the physiological benefits. There's also, you know, the the spiritual and energetic benefits of it through, you know, I mean the sun has certain uh, information that will be able to unlock and access within within you it also you know I don't, I don't know I mean I don't know this because I haven't experienced it but from where I've learned and studied uh, what little bit I mean I haven't really researched a whole lot into it I've just kind of looked at it myself yeah but it's also been mentioned that um, you know any it'll it'll help balance and rewire the brain which I, I believe just based off the other experiences that I've had with it and things. But, um, so I mean, any kind of mental illness, it'll probably help benefit that as well. Uh, But yeah, it has a lot of, a lot of benefits, but you'll also, um, unlock a lot. You will definitely decalcify, definitely the, by far the number one, uh, way to decalcify any pineal gland or help open up or strengthen your brow chakra, your third eye as well. But if you're starting out, I would definitely start out with, you know, like 10 seconds, at the closest to the horizon that you can do um you know yeah, it yet is safe within an hour but you know it's still going to start to get pretty intense the higher it gets so start out at the very lowest looking at it and you know start out with just 10 seconds you know like when i first started 10 20 seconds i would i would be done with it and turn around after 20 seconds and there'd be like a red circle wherever i looked for like the next five minutes but now, I mean, well, actually not even now, just within within two weeks of doing it, I would do it for 20 minutes and that red circle would only be there for like, like 30, 40 seconds. And now, now I do it, I'll do it for 15, 20 minutes and that little red circle might be there for like 5, 10 seconds after I look away.
0: I'm just fascinated by this, and I also just want to take this moment to say that we take no uh, legal responsibility if you people burn out your corneas.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, for I, spiritual
0: uh, purposes and done at your own discretion.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is I know it's safe for me. I can't say whether it's safe for anyone else.
0: no, I think that's beautiful, okay, and so we went from um you working on healing yourself, and by the way, I love that you brought up you know jesus healing with his hands and that energy i have a shirt on the merch line that says jesus was a witch because yeah <laughs> i think that um i mean the word witch gets used for any time that you're doing any kind of spiritual healing that you yeah. know it's not coming directly from god so it's just a play on the yeah. words um but i also I, like it
1: because of the jarring effect it has on some people
0: <laughs> it makes them stop um I was wearing that shirt. Actually, every time I wear that shirt out, I get comments, but somebody got into a conversation with me at the grocery store about it, (laughs) about how all the ways that like, they never thought about it, but you know, Mm. Jesus did this and did that. And I was like, no, I know. And, um, I've recently learned about the, um, chest plate of stones that he wore (laughs) when he would heal. And I, and now, um, that's also, um, linked in judaism as well like the the people who um uh, i don't know what they call them i don't know
1: yeah the high priests
0: the high priests would yeah. wear the stones and yeah. there's
1: um, amethyst listed in the bible all type of crystals
0: <laughs> tiger's eyes in there yeah
1: yeah yeah Absolutely. i think
0: it's beautiful um and along the those same
1: lines i used to tell people all the time angels are aliens yeah
0: oh i like because they're not,
1: they're not. humans. So anything non-human is an alien. So, Angels are aliens.
0: See, and, and angels always, the the topic of angels always fascinates me because I grew up in Christian science and mm-hmm. they don't believe in like heaven and hell, angels, demons, mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, fascinating. For in Christian science, angels are God's messages and thoughts that come to you that oh, are positively guiding you. Mm-hmm. And that is the most that, like, that for me, that's what like angels represents is um, whether you call it God or you call it, you know, the universe or spirit or whatever, it's those messages leading you towards good that you should be doing and the good consciousness of things.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's it, like in, in dream interpretation. And if an angel shows up in a dream, that's exactly what it is a, a, a super conscious thought. That has taken on a strong enough thought form. So, like if if you have a thought, like if your grandmother is praying for you every day, she's creating a thought form of your safety and 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 comfort and guidance, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so she's feeding into that every single day. She's feeding this thought form to where that thought form gains enough energy that it garners its own intelligence, and thus you have a new guardian angel a thought form so strong that it has its own intelligence and its own pro- programming and purpose which is to help protect you and keep you safe and so you know that's another form of what angels become but through dream interpretation that's exactly what angels represent is those uh, divine thoughts from your your higher self your divine your divine self
0: that's yeah. so cool um so uh, since we're back on dream interpretations <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I am fascinated, actually. I have the weirdest fucking dreams I always yeah. have. Um, if I sleep too hot, my dreams are fucking wild. And I don't know oh, wow. what that's about. My mom's the same way. Um, and we've always had, I've True. before I knew that dream interpretation was a thing, um, my mom and I have had so many occurrences where we have the exact same dream the exact same night.
1: Nice.
0: Nice. Um, Have you ever, what does that, what does that mean? Do you know, have you experienced that? Yeah.
1: So uh, there's a couple different things that could be at play here. And one, um, you, you know, your mother was your first teacher. Your mother is, um, you know, you learned so much from your mother, not even just through what she actually taught you, but your very earliest stages through osmosis and through being in her presence, you know, so you form a lot of your own, Foundational, the foundation of your consciousness from you know whoever you're growing up with. Um, So I guess I'm just assuming that you also grew up with your mother. But I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so your consciousness is very linked, and also sounds like you you both have a very close relationship as well. So you probably think in a lot of same similar ways, have a lot of similar core beliefs, and Mm -hmm. so you have a lot of you're thinking in the same ways a lot. Well, but also through that you're going to create a strong link consciously you know the, like the more you're around someone the more intuitive you each pick up on each other's thoughts and more more connected you know not just mentally but even beyond that more connected you become really really the more aware you are of that connection so the more your awareness of that connection becomes so the more you feel and experience that connection so on top of that though even There is such a thing of as uh, shared dream experiences, where you and someone else can, you know, visit so visit each other in dreams. So, I mean, most people when they talk about visitation dreams, they're talking about like when a past loved one comes and visits them in a dream. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can, you know, me and you can share a dream. You and your mother can share a dream. But even though I don't think that's exactly what you're talking about, I think you're saying you're both just experienced the exact same dream on the same night.
0: Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Though that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, I was just adding
1: that in as well.
0: How did you start? I mean, because you were able to link, you know, angels immediately and tell me what the meaning is. Are you, are you always evolving what certain things represent, and is it? Um, kind of, okay. So like for me, when it comes to mediumship, right, everybody has different ways. So you might see a symbol of something and that symbol for you represents this. I might see a red rose and that symbolizes for me that you brought flowers to somebody when they were passing away, or you you planted something in their honor. For you, when you're hearing symbols like angels or whatever, is that your own personal interpretation of what that is? Or is this a hard like truth
1: where yeah, you can google um, the shit <laughs> yeah so it is it is universal so it's for everybody it's not just me uh, it's just understanding the language like just like english is a universal language like you know yeah there are little you know i can i can start creating my own little sayings and stuff but you know through context people are still gonna get it mm. and but but anyway but really english language is universal so the mind communicates in the same way. So it's, it's really just a language. So it's just about understanding the language, you know, a language of form and function. What is the form and what is that function? And then how does your own consciousness function in the same way? Like a vehicle in a dream, that's the form. What's its function to get us to our destinations, to our goals, to help us reach our goals? Well, how does our consciousness do that? Our consciousness uses the vehicle of the physical body to reach goals in life. So if you have a dream about a car crash, then there's some sort of ailment that may be coming <laughs> that's manifesting within your physical body. If, you know, the road will represent your path in life. So if you're at an intersection, you know, and don't really know where to go, it's going to represent, you know, how does your consciousness relate to that? You know, it's having the choices in the path of life and you don't really know which way to go. So it is very universal um, and it is it, it applies To everybody, because like a horse, you know, it's a little different nowadays, but for centuries, horses were used to do things that we couldn't physically do, you know, to harvest fields, to get us places that we couldn't get to. So it will represent willpower, you know, so no matter what language you speak, you know, a vehicle is going to be seen the same way, you know, no matter what culture you're in, you know, a vehicle is seen the same way. So it's, it is very universal, um, but it does often evolve uh, for me in some ways, like, um, like where I learned dream interpretation, they talked about how if you're a man, then you, if you dream about other men, then that'll represent the conscious mind. And if you dream about women, that'll represent the subconscious mind and vice versa. If you're a woman and you dream about women, that'll represent the conscious mind. But if you dream about men, that'll represent a subconscious aspect. And so, but to me, like I, that, that evolved for me just because that's not universal. You know, it's not the same for everyone, everywhere, all the time, you know, if it's different for men and women. So, what is universal is that, you know, the conscious mind is aggressive and the subconscious mind is receptive. So, the conscious, a male in whoever you are, uh, a, a man in your dream will represent a conscious aspect and a woman in your dream words in a subconscious aspect and the more that i've gone along those lines then the the more clear and um less confusing interpreting those kind of symbols has become and and mainly i notice it through sharing it with with people who you know don't know anything about dream interpretation but are wanting to learn they they are able to receive that and understand it a lot faster and a lot quicker than when, when i was teaching it you know the other way around so it does kind of evolve through your understanding, but just kind of like, you know, the the English language or the language of music, you know, your understanding of music evolves the more that you go along with it, but music never changed. It's just your understanding of it has kind of evolved and changed.
0: Yes. I find that about my spiritual practice as well. Like all of, all of these different aspects already existed. I just had to learn how to tap into it and how to figure out how to apply it to myself.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Do you think that every um, like animal that you see in dreams and every part of a dream has a specific meaning?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, your your subconscious mind could have picked anything to be there. It picked a raccoon for a reason. You know, it picked a raccoon wearing a green shirt for a reason. Why did the why Why did the raccoon have a shirt on? It didn't have to have a shirt on, but it did. You know, every single piece it <laughs> has a purpose.
0: Um, I have one friend in particular who – and she actually gave me some of the questions because she was so curious. Um, And we will be, like, in the morning as soon as we wake up, okay, here is my, like, two-paragraph description of what my dream was. And we're over here on Google, like, this is what the blue (laughs) caterpillar in a fuzzy coat represents. And if you (laughs) apply it over here, you know, like, I – Um, And I, one of my first questions that I wrote down from me to you was just wondering if, like, I'm fooling myself by thinking that, like, because, you know, you can figure out how to apply anything to yourself when you look at it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know. Uh, So now I feel very elite and professional with my Google skills for my dreams. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, people are more than welcome to google uh their dream meanings um but unless unless the source of that is has an understanding of how your mind communicates and the language that it speaks um you know it's, i mean not to say that it's going to be wrong or anything who knows because you know they could just easily intuitively you know done that uh, interpretation but if if it is understanding the language that your mind speaks because that's what's the message is coming from is that specific language then you're gonna have a very clear and precise, it's not gonna be confusing. It's gonna be very clear and evident and very easy to identify um, where that came up, you know, the day before, two days before.
0: Yeah. How does it work for you? I'm, I'm somebody who I think that like no matter how cool it is that you can like Google something and find an answer, you should yeah. actually be supporting um, people's spiritual gifts. And obviously you go have studied this and this is something that you, you know, that you're, you're dedicating yourself to and, and you're helping people with this. So if somebody wanted to get services with you and do dream interpretations, do they wake up one morning and go, that fucking dream was wild. I better go contact him or how does that work?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wake up, uh, first thing I do is interpret my own dream, um, along with some other, you know, daily practices that I do. But then the very first thing I usually have, um, you know, I, I'll interpret my mentee's dreams, but I even have, you know, friends or someone who just got my number from a friend. And, you know, I'll, I'll usually have about, uh, you know, four to five other dreams Uh, to interpret from people and you know sometimes the same person sometimes different people it's just always random random dreams coming from all over So, and sometimes it's other people who also interpret dreams and they just want help and because i often will go to them and ask them hey what what is this because it's it's i don't know it's weird it's so much easier to interpret another dream objectively than subjectively where like because i have other friends who understand the same language and They'll come to me like, man, I I just can't really understand and get what this dream's saying. And I'll be, oh, it's saying this, this, this. and like, oh, how did I not see that? And and vice versa, I'll go to them and be like, I don't know. I'm stumped on this one. (laughs) Like, I can't really see it. And then I'll share the dream. Like, oh, this, this, this. Like, oh, how did I not see that? So, um, you know, sometimes it'll even be other people who interpret dreams as well. But yeah, I usually have about four or five different dreams. So if someone does wake up, they can, you know, just one, one simple way is Google or uh, email your dream to uh self awareness three at gmail.com. Um, or you can go to my website, uh, us. Um, there's a, a spot on there to submit a dream to, to get interpreted for free. Uh or any of my social medias of any kind. Uh, usually it's either at, at the Weekly Awakening or at Metaphysical Master on TikTok. Um, you can go on to any of those and send me a direct message, however you like. You know, if you have my phone number, you can call it, <laughs> text me. <laughs> you know, you can send me a pigeon message and you know, I'll go out of my balcony and read it and try to send one back, You know, however, however you get it to me. No Message
0: problem. in a bottle. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: no, I will put all of that um, in the description too. I always list all the socials in your website so oh, people beautiful. can go and get services. I okay. always urge people to follow um, people that they connect with on the podcast and then to reach yeah. out to you guys to actually get services. Um, and for you specifically, I I just feel that so many people are going to connect. And I really just have to go back to, um, loving the energy that you're putting out with your clients of teaching them skills that long-term help them. And you're not, yeah. you know, you're like in a year, if you're still needing this, we're still working on this. <laughs> Someone's doing something. Um, yeah, exactly. it's not a money grab, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that we, you know, we got to point that out when we see it and, and help mm-hmm. support that. Um, And then back to your point of having to have other people, like, interpret things or other people have you interpret things, even if that's what they do. Mm -hmm. I think that the human brain tries to, like, sugarcoat things and protect us from ourselves sometimes. and. Yeah. Um, that's why it's hard, you know, to interpret things because your brain's like, Oh, I am not like that. And someone else can be like, No, you're manipulating the situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, th- those are the dreams that I love the most to interpret for other people, just because you know, most people they, you know, when they go to get a reading or something from somebody, like 90 to 95% of the time it's it's sugar coated. I'm gonna tell you what sounds good because that's what you wanna hear. But I love when a dream is like Like, your subconscious mind is telling you, you are effing up, like, and you need to address this. And then they're like, whoa, 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 but uh, are you sure that's what it means? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it means. (laughs) I was not expecting you to tell me something like this. I thought you'd tell me everything was, you know, sugar and rainbows. Like, it can be, but today it's not
0: but that's why (laughs) their uh, dream is coming to them in this way because they keep on pointing it out in the real world and people are miss (laughs) you know missing that message and spirit's like let me just smack you real quick
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but to your other message as far as uh money and things uh yeah dream interpretations for my as long as i'm alive will always be a free thing uh from me just because one um you know who am i to get in the way of, you know, you understanding and receiving a message from yourself. But also, too, I spent my whole entire life wishing I I had someone that I even knew of that could, you know, interpret dreams like this. And, uh, you know, I I absolutely love to be able to be that person for anyone else. So, you know, any like I said, any way you can get the message to me, no need to. You know, money should not be an obstacle uh, in that. And really, with all everything that I teach and share, money shouldn't be an obstacle. And my friends always tell me all the time, I definitely don't charge too much or, or charge enough, but you know, that's the, my thing is like, you know, this knowledge and awareness and helping people to, you know, become more aware of themselves is, you know, money should definitely not be an obstacle, you know, especially when it, like, whenever I teach about manifestation, it's like, you know, I'm, I learn to manifest money other ways. So let's teach you how to manifest without a, you know, charging anything. <laughs>
0: See, and everybody has their own ways of energy exchange. And I I've learned this so much doing the podcast because, you know, everybody is, everybody does things in a different way. And, and something that works for one person, isn't going to work for another. And that's why Mm -hmm. it's so important to not judge what you do with your practice and what, you know, if you do charge, what you charge versus somebody else, because it is so personal. And for me, I've done free services and I felt like spiritually, like I I can't explain it. I just felt so exhausted. And I have other people like yourself who are like, no, I do this completely free. And that energy exchange makes me feel fueled up and I get, you know, what I need from other areas. And, yeah. um, I just, I just wanted to point that out because I know that there are so many people that listen to this, that, Um, you know, work on their own craft or have their own skills and services that they offer and compare themselves to other people. And what you just said is something other people really haven't, where it's, you know, go on there, go to the website, get a free interpretation. I'm never going to charge you for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, most of everything else that I do charge for, it's really just because in my experience, because I used to do all this for free 100% for a long time, but in my experience, a lot of people, they don't really put a lot of value to it. <laughs> so if they don't give something, then they don't really understand the value of what they're receiving. So for most people, like, like with the men, men, I used to mentor for free all the time, but uh, you know, whenever I was mentoring for free, I'd be like, okay, well you are really scattered. And you know, this part of the ADHD that you're experiencing, here's a concentration exercise to do every day. And that will slowly eliminate itself from your experience. And you won't have to worry about it anymore. And then, you know, two weeks later, hey, how's that exercise? Oh, I never started it <laughs> versus, oh, they're paying me for this. This is the advice I'm giving them. And, you know, they get right to it and they start doing it right away. Yeah. I just kind of got to keep on them to keep them accountable to keep it going.
0: I love that. And then, you know, that you're not putting your energy into something that somebody's not putting theirs into. Um, if somebody could take away one thing from listening to your episode today, what would you want that to be?
1: I would want it to be that everything in your life and who you have become, find a way to understand that in some way, consciously or unconsciously, you have created it. And that may be, you may have an adverse reaction to that, but when you accept that, then you can understand that you have the absolute power within you already to make things different to evolve into who you want to become and create the life that you want to live. Yes.
0: That's so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. I, I I think that's a beautiful message for people to take away. Um, I'm going to put the website um, and all of your social medias into the description and ask everybody to follow. Um, And then of course um, we'll be dropping your episode. um, And I'm going to actually release your episode this Sunday.
1: Okay, awesome. Awesome. So
0: I will yeah. send you a link for that as soon as it drops. Um, you're um, able to talk about being on the show, announce however you want to, whatever works yeah. for you. Okay. Um, I have no, sometimes um, I've heard of, you know, other podcasts saying, oh, you can't talk about it until it drops. Absolutely not. You can say <laughs> we interviewed and do whatever. I'm like, why would I limit that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, there was one other thing. Um, oh, on Sunday, I will be tagging you in um, some posts and things. So if you could just send me a, a few pictures of yourself that I can post, that'd be fabulous. Okay,
1: All right. Yeah, we will do. we Will do.
0: Wonderful. Also, um,
1: uh, one yeah. other thing I, I didn't think about. So this now, when you start mentioning that um, for anyone, you know, maybe you don't want to have like a one on one mentor kind of thing. You just want to learn about, you know, dream interpretation, because uh, anybody can do it. Uh, so I'm having another master class, dream master class on Sundays, starting June. Uh... Okay, so, so. Oh, now I'm not prepared.
0: <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I, can, I I um, edit out all the spaces and whatnot, so you don't even worry about it.
1: Okay. All right. Let me pull up this calendar.
0: I stutter all the time, yes, so I had to get the
1: good the <laughs> 26th. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it from all the YouTube videos I've edited and pretty much June what 26. keeps me from doing it. Yeah, June
0: 26th. I'm actually going to sign up for your master class. So okay, yeah, wonderful. June 26th. Um, what time yes. is that?
1: It at? It's uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. So kind of Sunday evening. Most people are kind of, you know, winding down, getting ready for the work week kind of thing. I feel that's probably the best space
0: i'm so fucking excited and i'm doing this
1: yeah yeah so it's a four-week class we'll learn about the structure of the mind how to interpret dreams the language that it's in we'll interpret dreams every every class so you know bring bring your uh dreams to each class and we'll go over them and however many we can (laughs) and then um also we'll you know learn about um you know the language that our minds are in and and also um i'm gonna break down the movie ad astra during one of the weeks and um in in the language of the mind just because the the message in that movie is all about you know going deeper within and connecting with yourself and all that you'll kind of get to that and understand that but it's like a blueprint of it
0: oh this is so cool and so it'll be you said it's a four-week class is it um every sunday
1: yeah, every Sunday. I mean, it might carry on after that. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. And I if you know, aren't able to make I'll it Sundays, it yeah, you, you'll have access to the recordings and things. So, um, so even if you can't make it on Sundays, you know, you might miss your opportunity to kind of engage with with the lesson each week. But you at least will have access to it all.
0: That is so fucking cool. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to make a post on my Patreon and let people know about your class too um, because I think that this would be really really cool
1: yeah definitely definitely
0: all right well thank you so much
1: spreading the the knowledge
0: yeah for sure (laughs) well thank you so much for just like the energy exchange for sharing about yourself and um, I really appreciated doing this interview with you and your time
1: yeah me too I thank you for creating the space this is one of the few podcasts where I'm like, man, this is already over. <laughs> like, I would love for this to continue on. I've enjoyed it, truly.